0: Listeners, welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Oshfin, I've got Brian on the phone with me, and today we're going to be talking about the 2011 American horror film Fright Night, directed by Craig Gillespie and starring Imogen Poots. And this is a story of a girl who dates a teenager whose neighbor turns out to be a vampire. Um, Brian,
1: is it worth mentioning anyone else on the cast on this one? (laughs) I know it, that it isn't for you. I recently yeah. learned that I don't know how it didn't come up earlier, but I didn't realize until recently that you're obsessed with Imogen Poots. Uh, hopefully, for good reason, as this movie shows. <laughs> She's pretty great. Yeah, and I get we'll it. Dive.
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll dive more into that as as we go on. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, actually all around, like this is a pretty big cast, Anton Yelchin, Colin Farrell, David Tennant, Tony Collette, Dave Franco, Christopher Mintz-Plasse. I mean, that's, it's pretty, I, I don't
1: remember another uh, film with like that big of a cast in it. Yeah, it is a big cast. Um, and this is not the first time, or wait, this was the first time, I guess, Imogen Poots and Anton Yelchin were together and then they were together again in Green Room. Yeah. And unfortunately they were also together in real life, which is kind of a bummer. Oh, were they really?
0: I think so. But then uh also unfortunately uh, Anton died. But, did yeah.
1: you hear did you read about that? I did not know that he died and then I read about that and it, it's horrible. Oh, yeah. I think that made like some headlines a few years ago. And I, I, I I'm really... sure it did. I'm just yeah. out of touch.
0: I know. And he's he always kind of been like one of those I guess his biggest role maybe was Star Trek, I want to say. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, he, he he was a pretty good actor. He had a lot of great work under him, I and mean, I love his character and that that he
1: plays. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So his his jeep, Jeep Grand Cherokee rolled. I think he thought it was in park, and it rolled away and pinned him against the pillar. I know what a freak accident. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. What and yeah. he was pretty young. What was he like? Twenty eight or something? Twenty seven. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, there was a known defect in those cars, and there was a recall, but. Yeah. It was, it was later than too late, I guess. Yeah,
0: right, right. Yeah, tragic. Yeah. Um, And yeah, you, you've seen uh, Green Room with him and Imogen Poots, I right? have, yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that's I, a good I, one too.
0: Yeah, they make a really cool uh, pair together. Um, yeah. And and so th- this film's a remake. Had you seen the original?
1: Yeah. I haven't seen it in,
0: gosh, over a decade though. Yeah, I mean either. I, I kind of feel like maybe we should have started with that one, but... This one was more relevant and had her in it, so uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but but compared to the original, this one uh, was kind of a flop. It on a thirty million budget, it only brought in forty one, whereas I think the original did way better than that.
1: Yeah, I would be surprised if this even made money on the back end. I think that's industry speak for like DVD yeah. sales and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I doubt
0: it. I think this one was kind of a loss, though uh The reviews are like fairly good. It's got a seventy two percent Rotten tomatoes. I think a lot of people slam it though because it doesn't really uh bring anything new to the movie. Could you tell do you remember like from when you saw it if
1: uh this was pretty much similar or if there was anything like hugely different? I mean, I know the basic plot is still very much the same it, mm-hmm. Its tone seems a little bit different. I mean I know the the first one is kind of funny too, but it feels like this did enough differently, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I don't remember the first one that well, but yeah, yeah, this one did.
0: I can't say I do either. Yeah, I, I even mean, some reviews I read about it said like the first one was really good because it, it was kind of funny and stylish and almost like an early version of Scream, where it was trolling like slasher vampire films. Um, that, that's not my memory of it, but maybe it's worth uh, going back and revisiting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought this one was funny too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That was really good. And that one was uh, written and directed by. Tom Holland, who we've talked a lot about, he did Child's Play and he wrote Psycho 2. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was also the actor in Spider-Man most recently. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that guy's, and, and he wrote uh, this one too, right? Uh, no, he didn't. They gave him a writing credit because it's the story. It's the same story, essentially. Oh, okay. But Got the it. screenplay was written by a woman named Marty Nixon, or Marty Noxon. I see, okay. Got it. Yeah. She's done a lot of TV, like Sharp Objects, Mad Men, Buffy. Okay. Got it.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's it was cool to see Tom Holland's name come up again. I mean, it, we've seen like a few of his films just like in the past month or two. Yeah.
1: Pretty Yeah. He feels like we've been talking about him a lot. Yeah, I know.
0: Um, and then uh this director, I think this is like the only horror film he's done. The other ones are Lars and the Real Girl and Itania. Um so kinda of, kind of a surprise to see him do this film
1: yeah yeah. but thought he did a
0: good job, yeah. Sometimes it's that like outside of the genre perspective or experience that people bring to horror that makes it, yeah check out.
1: this kind um, of felt like super bad as a horror movie,
0: oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> with the cast and everything and, and the level of humor, yeah, yep, yeah. I appreciated that aspect. Um Steven Spielberg was involved in
1: this, yeah, that's interesting. I read that he assisted with storyboards and editing. I wonder how he got involved yeah I know that is really random um but
0: i I feel like it, it, given the level of production you' see in this film it's it's not too surprising that he had he was somewhat
1: related to it, yeah, yeah it's a pretty uh something about the film has not a Spielbergian vibe to it, but it hits all the notes of you know what a big budget script should hit, yeah, kind exactly. of a crowd pleaser it is
0: yeah it's very like pop uh, yeah mainstream yep. It's pretty good um. And then, uh, just, yeah, I mean, talking about Imogen Poots again, Imogen Poots, I guess. Uh, so she's been in a few horror films. I feel like she's got the most horror background,
1: um, compared to most of the cast in this film. Mm, um Toni Collette. I mean, before this, I guess maybe Tony Collette didn't have as much, but Sixth mm-hmm. Sense, Hereditary. Yeah, so she um, has three oh, at least. The, Prampus.
0: Oh yeah, Krampus *Velvet right.
1: Buzzsaw* from this year, which I still haven't seen. Oh, she's in that. Apparently. Damn. Okay.
0: Then yeah. Okay. I guess I guess she could take the prize on this one.
1: Yeah, but in 2011 she didn't have quite as much under her belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the heyday for Imogen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Imogen had 28 28 weeks later under her belt already at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then she's going to be in the new Black Christmas that's
1: coming out later this year. Have you seen previews for that? Oh, is she? Nice. Um, I have closed my eyes during previews Is that in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. We'll have to rewatch watch the uh, original. Right, yeah. To kind of prep for that one, for sure. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind doing a month of Christmas movies.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> a whole month of Christmas movies. Are, are there enough horror films for us to, yeah, I think there probably are,
1: right? Oh, yeah, man, there's a lot. Yeah, holiday horror, Christmas. Yeah, there's probably like at least 50. Nice, nice,
0: yeah, not a bad idea. Uh, vampire movies in general, what's your what's your take on them? Like, do you have a favorite?
1: You know, I am, I feel like I haven't even seen that many vampire movies. I'm not, I don't dislike them, but I'm not drawn towards them.
0: Yeah. I mean, compared to zombies, like, I, I was going to say vampires are kind of repetitive, but so sort are of zombies, and we see a lot of movies on that. I guess you don't see that high volume of vampire movies for some reason. It seems like it's cooled a bit. Yep. I mean, there, there was that whole Twilight phase interview with the vampire, like, way back in the 90s. Right. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you're right.
1: I can't think of like a more true well, like, blood movies. on TV. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a time period there in the early 2000s, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but maybe like the last two, three years, not much on the vampire side.
1: No, not really. And yeah, I can't think, there isn't any like vampire movie that I really love. Fright Night was good, the original. Mm hmm. Um, Near Dark was a good movie, but yeah, I think it's just vampires aren't necessarily my personal taste.
0: Yeah. I, 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 you didn't like uh, Nosferatu? I did, but it's you know it's so old, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and did I thought we watched uh was it Dracula that we watched once,
1: um I don't think you and I ever did,
0: yeah, actually, maybe you were just talking about it, or you read- you read the book too, right, yeah, I did read Bram Stoker's Dracula, I love that book, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what I think who took a cool take on vampires? Remember the movie, like, Let the Right One In? and then. Oh, uh, that was good. Yeah. yeah. I, I think vampires, you can do, like, a lot more interesting things with compared to, like, zombies, and I don't think there are enough people out there taking, like, a more interesting angle with
1: them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, do you understand... The one thing that always confused me, and I guess you could say this about zombies, too, is they both eat people, but then they also have the ability to uh, um, convert people into them. And I never understand, like, how they do one versus the other. Well, they don't. vampires don't eat people. They drink their blood. Uh, yeah, you're right, yeah. They drink their blood, but then do they drink their blood till that person dies, or do they just uh, drink their blood until that person's infected and becomes another vampire?
1: I always thought that they could choose, and yeah. it, like, depended
0: on how much they drank. Yep. Okay, so there's, like, a certain amount you drink, person... It just becomes a vampire if you drink too much. Though that person's like a goner.
1: Yeah, I always thought it was like, hey, you know, you're pretty cool, so I'll turn you into a vampire and you can hang out with me. Yeah. <laughs> or you're really sexy, so I'll turn you into a vampire in sexy time. Yeah, yeah. There's always sexiness involved with vampires. I know, right? That's
0: <laughs> that's that's why I don't understand why they aren't like more uh, why why they aren't like trending more in pop culture recently. Maybe maybe they got too romanticized with like the Twilights and the True Bloods yeah got a little too sexy, yeah
1: <laughs> they, they calm down Rob, I don't remember how to be Robert scared. Pattinson' will do that
0: yeah, yeah, which concerns me because he's in that new movie done by that uh by the witch director, right? yeah, the lighthouse
1: he's a good actor he's got he's got the chops. Are you sure? Are you basing that off of Twilight? No, I recently saw him in a movie that I strongly disliked, actually, but he was very good in it. Oh, I forget the name of it. They're out in space. Ugh, it, it's not going to come to me. Maybe okay. maybe in like 20 minutes I'll just shout it out. Okay. <laughs> For random space movie jumps uh, out. Good Time is a movie, a recent movie that a lot of people really like, and he did a really good job in, supposedly, but I, I have yet to see that one too. Okay. Yeah, he's going to be the new Batman, and I think he'll do a good job, to be honest. Oh, wow. I didn't know he was going to be Batman. Yeah. Crazy. Uh,
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's cool, I guess. Uh, vampire movies... Uh, we don't see 20 of them. It's kind of nice to see one once in a while. Yeah. Um, I
1: don't have any the other background. you got anything? Yeah, there's not too much out there on this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I will take my this moment for my Ohio connection, though. Let's hear um, it. So there are a couple moments in this movie where a Kid Cudi song plays, once in the credits, and then when he first enters um, Peter Vincent's Blair or whatever it is, yeah, "Pursuit of Happiness" is playing, and Kid Cudi was born and raised in Cleveland. That's awesome. You uh, you recognize those songs? I do. Yeah, I used to listen to Kid
0: Cudi a little bit. Uh, did you ever hear that Kid Cudi album uh, where it was like guitars? What was it? that was him, right? Guitars. It was, it was
1: all kind of like he did like a rock album almost. Oh, maybe I don't. I don't. I think I like. Basically, he had one album I got into, and then I I fell off. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember, he made some big headlines back in the day. Yeah. Uh. Cool. Cool. Good. Good connection there. Yeah, that one came pretty easy. Yeah. Nice.
0: Uh. All right. Well, uh, do you want to take a quick break before we jump into the plot in our review of the film? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I misplaced my Stretch Armstrong, so I'm gonna go look for that really quick. But I'll be right back. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right, Brian, I'm back. Yeah, did you find stretch? It's it's back to being wrapped around my balls where it's I
1: usually <laughs> keep it.
0: <laughs> I really like uh, the humor that uh that guy brings to this film, Ed, who's played by Christopher Mintz. Um, who uh what was his name in Superbad? Bad? Mc... Mc... Oh McLovin, yeah. McLovin, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is is that guy just always gonna be like McLovin in every I movie? I think he's kind of typecast himself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he does such a good job at that he really does
1: yeah (laughs) all right yeah uh, there's definitely kind of like a vulgar college boy or yeah immature dude humor in this i know
0: yeah yeah we could yeah i mean i guess it's like two high school kids just kind of riffing off each other Mm mm-hmm that that part's kind of fun to watch keeps the momentum going yeah um all right well they kick off the plot on June third of nineteen eighty nine, Imogen was born somewhere in England. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I guess like um I'd say like twenty five years later maybe this film was made. So that sound about right. Uh 19, yeah. I guess thirty two maybe. Yeah,
1: I don't know, I'm off on I know. No, you yeah. Twenty two. Twenty two? Yeah. Nineteen eighty nine.
0: Oh wow. She's twenty two in this film.
1: Yep. Oh, this movie weird. was made like almost ten years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, that's that's weird. Okay, so yeah. So then I, I guess uh, then twenty two years later, this film kicks off, and <laughs> uh, we have this kid being attacked in a house by an unknown entity that we can't see, um, and you see some dead bodies around the house, and he tries to hide under a bed, but then um, this body kind of next to him gets dragged away, and then uh, he's kind of dragged out and killed. In the background of this whole murder scene, we see uh, a TV snippet of a guy named Vincent Price, who is like this uh, TV magician who is like known for being like a vampire slayer or something. Peter
1: Vincent. Uh, Peter Vincent? Yeah, you said Vincent uh, oh, Price. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Peter Vincent. But that's funny because I think they got his name as a combination of Peter Cushing and Vincent Price. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, shoot. All right. Every time I say... uh. Vincent Price. <laughs> Can I correct you on that? It'll happen again. You've yeah. never said anything smart about
0: Vincent Price. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to keep consistent with that. <laughs> so, you know, Vincent Price, the guy who's on TV trying to be a magician. That's where we all know Vincent Price from.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: all right. So then uh, we jump to present day, and this main character, Charlie Brewster, he lives with his mom, played by Tony Collette, and he's somehow dating a girl named Amy, played by Emojin Poots. And no one believes that, but that's just the way it is. And then Charlie and his mom have a new neighbor moved in, uh, who's moved in. His name's Jerry. This is Colin Farrell. And uh, there's some initial conversation between uh, the mom, uh, Charlie, and the neighbor. And there's some chemistry going on there between uh, the mom and Jerry. Hey, do you remember,
1: did this scene take place in the daytime or nighttime? I could have sworn it took place in the daytime, but that doesn't add up with him being a vampire, does it? Yeah, that'd be like a huge plot hole if if that happened there. I almost rewound it, but
0: I could have sworn it happened during the day. Yeah, I mean maybe it was like kind of duskish, and I don't know what the cutoff is, but yeah, it did feel like it was shot in daytime.
1: Yeah, maybe it was just after sunset. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, what is that cutoff? Can can
0: indirect light hit them? Who knows? Indirect sunlight. Yeah. Well, then technically the moon would kill them too, right? Because that's indirect sunlight. Oh, boom. Yeah, science crazy all right so then uh charlie's old friend ed who's played by uh mclovin uh he's uh trying to convince charlie that this new neighbor jerry is a vampire who's on the loose and going around killing all their friends and and people around the town and that uh jerry's yeah this vampire um it, it kind of, we get the impression that Ed's already done like a lot of the research and stalking. He's taken some videos. So, um, Charlie doesn't believe this. I thought this was really interesting because, like, in most movies, the discovery of someone as the villain kind of takes a while and it's like this big, big, like, you know, plot thing that happens. But in this one, it's kind of presented to us that like the research is done and this guy's uh, already a vampire. Did you find that interesting? Um,.
1: I guess a little bit, but I think that that mechanic still happens with um, with Charlie. With Charlie, yeah, yeah.
0: I I guess yeah. So I guess Charlie is a little skeptical uh, about what Ed's telling him. Um, later that night, Ed's going home and he gets attacked by Jerry and uh, bitten and and I, th- I you know I supposedly killed, but we'll find out. Uh, once Ed goes missing, uh, Charlie starts to become kind of suspicious and he looks at some videos that Ed had been keeping. And he starts to see that uh, in these videos, you know, there's some suspicious stuff. Like, Jerry doesn't show up on the video and, you know, because vampires can't be seen, I guess, uh, through video. Um, So then one night, uh, Jerry tries to come over to Charlie's house to, you know, get some beers. But uh, Charlie's already kind of suspicious and he's not inviting Jerry into the house because we all know once you, a vampire can't come into your house unless you invite him in. And I I thought this was a great scene. There's like some really
1: awkward dialogue going on between the two of them. Did did you enjoy this one? Yeah, it was really solid. It was kind of tense, a little bit comedic. Like, they're both looking at each other. And (laughs) it's at this point that like Charlie knows and Jerry knows he knows, but neither one of them can address it. Yeah. And it's just pretty cool. It was a good scene.
0: Yeah, it was and, like he like drops a, a bottle that breaks and Jerry like wants to come in and help him. Right. Charles, like, no, no, just stay right there. <laughs> yeah, it was a funny tension in, in that scene. And, well, yeah, it was actually. good. Mm mm-hmm. uh, So then that night, uh, J- uh, Charlie sees one of uh, the neighbors, um, uh, a girl that he likes in the neighborhood, go into Jerry's house and not come back out. So he goes into the house to investigate uh, When when he sees Jerry kind of drive away. And he finds uh, this neighbor locked up in a cell. He tries to help her escape. Um, but uh, Jerry comes back home and he has to hide. And he watches Jerry bite into her neck. Uh, and then after Jerry leaves, he tries to escape with her again. And he's able to get her outside. But as soon as she steps out into the sunlight, she bursts into flames. Which uh, I guess um, I guess to, to your logic, then Jerry is probably harvesting her, like converting her and, and not necessarily eating or drinking all of her blood.
1: Yeah, and it sounded like he, um, I can't remember what point in the movie they said this, but sometimes he would keep people for a while and slowly feed off of them. Oh, yeah, right. So maybe she was going to be a vampire for a little while and then he would kill her, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, can vampires, like, feed on each
0: other while they're in the conversion process? It's it's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would think a vampire could drink another vampire's blood. I guess, then, Yeah. Never I to hope like there me. aren't any really passionate vampire fans out there who are just <laughs> pissed at all this. But I feel <laughs> like every movie changes the rules a little bit, too. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like zombies. Right, right exactly.
0: Uh, so now that Charlie's certain that Jerry's this vampire, he goes to Las Vegas to find this guy, Peter Vincent, uh, the famous magician, uh, vampire slayer. Um, he meets him and this guy's a drunk and he's obviously like a hacker, he kind of like looks like a hack. He pulls off his wig and everything. And he doesn't really give a shit about what Charlie is saying and kicks him out. Um, I really liked how they made up this character of Peter Vincent. Did Did you like him? Yeah, he was kind of a fun character. Yeah, yeah, they kind of trolled the whole idea of like these online magicians who, uh, yeah, command all this attention. Yeah. Uh, so then Charlie goes home. Uh, he's trying to protect his house. He covers it up with garlic and he's got a holy water and all the crosses and all the generic vampire stuff. Um, and he thinks he's got Jerry outsmarted, but Jerry ends up pulling the gas line of the house and blowing up the whole house. Uh, his logic being that if there isn't a house, then he can easily just walk into the property. Uh, I, I didn't see that coming. That was kind of solid crazy. logic Jerry. Yeah. yeah. that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, so then there's this crazy chase scene where like they're driving out in the desert. They're being chased by uh, Jerry in his truck. Uh, it's, uh, Charlie, his mom and his girlfriend. Um, they, uh, end up like, you know, getting in a collision and there's like this, uh, back and forth, uh, you know, fighting scene where basically Jerry's like beating up Charlie and eventually the mom is able to put a stake through Jerry, uh, to succumb him. Um, do you know why the crosses don't work? Oh, I guess it burned his hand a little bit, right? It did. Yeah. I guess he's just really powerful.
1: Yeah. Maybe he needs a bigger cross or something. Um... Two things to note, there's a, they have an encounter with like another random dude on the road, mm-hmm. and that dude was Chris Sarandon, who's Jerry in the original movie. Right, yep. Uh, so a little Easter egg, and then just an, a weird thing that happened to me. So, in this scene, at one point, the mom drives into Jerry with the front of the car.
0: Oh, yeah, right, runs him over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And... We know that vampires can turn into bats and whatnot. They don't do that in this movie, but mm-hmm. the very next day after I watched this movie, me and my family were walking up the street and we saw a car parked with a dead bat wedged in the grill. Oh my God. Wow. is, is that
0: weird? <laughs> yeah. Did they know there was a bat in their grill? I'm sure they didn't. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to run down a vampire
1: <laughs> <laughs> basically I'm pretty sure that's probably what happened last night
0: yeah <laughs> wow yeah you know I, f- I forgot that about vampires that uh, they can turn into bats um, is that do you see that a- a- often in movies I feel like I haven't seen a movie that's addressed that recently
1: I think it's a little too hokey to put into a lot of vampire movies yeah that's where they draw the line yeah so, so like fun. I feel like it happens in like dead and loving it but oh, okay. I can't think. You know, it might happen in the original Fright Night now that I'm of it. Boy, mm. I wish I'd rewatched that movie. Yeah, I know.
0: I know. Same here. Ooh, an- another vampire movie to mention, What We Do in the Shadows. That was, that was a pretty good
1: one, right? That was great. I loved that movie. Yeah. another. Was 30 Days of Night a vampire movie? I never saw that. Oh, I never saw that either, but it sounds like from its title it could be. I think
0: it was. Hmm. Yeah, I'd believe it. Um, I liked in the scene that it was the mom that kind of saves, uh, Charlie in this one by stabbing him, uh, by stabbing Jerry with the steak. Uh, it was just kind of a
1: nice, uh, add on there. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, and we'll talk more about this later, but it was a, a woman who was the screenwriter and I think she tried to make the female characters a bit stronger than they typically would have been. Yeah. Yeah. That part jumps out uh, for sure. And she really fought for, um... Jane his mom uh Charlie's mom not inviting Jerry into the house oh yeah yeah that was a change from the first movie Ooh, that's smart yeah that 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 was
0: really good in the beginning uh where yeah and when they're having that first interaction and yeah it's kind of looking in a way where like the mom's gonna you know succumb to this neighbor who's like really attractive and invite him in but she's like I know his type I'm not gonna invite him in that that was yeah that was really good yeah yeah pretty
1: smart succumb is your word of the day yeah yeah I'm, I'm working You used it correctly one time. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Only once? It wasn't right the first time? Yeah, but keep going. We'll we'll see what else comes up. Okay.
0: What else comes up? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so uh, they're able to escape at this point. Uh, They go back to see Peter Vincent, who is now believing them because uh, he saw some picture that Charlie had left with him and, uh, he's kind of willing to help them out. He kind of gives them some background on what they're dealing with in terms of this vampire, their breed, and what they typically do. Um, while they're talking to Peter Vincent, they get attacked in the penthouse by Ed, who's come back now as a vampire. Um, he was McLovin, he was, uh, Charlie's friend from the beginning who got attacked by Jerry. Um, there's this battle where I think Amy actually ends up killing Ed, or, like, helping, uh, Charlie kill Ed. Is that right?
1: Oh, I can't remember exactly how Ed is dispatched now. Me neither. Um, When does she succumb him?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think she played a pivotal role, though, because I know she gets attacked by Jerry, and she, like, dumps holy water on him. And then I think Ed is fighting with uh, Charlie, and Charlie kind of tries to cut off his head, but that doesn't work. And then I think Amy shows up, and somehow they're able to kill
1: yeah I think Amy maybe gives the assist at least there and yeah she gets in a really good hit on Jerry with the holy water right so they try to escape the hotel but downstairs uh, they're trying to
0: get through this club and Jerry shows up into the club and ends up kidnapping Amy and converting her by kissing her uh, which is a vampire superpower Um, well he bites her too oh yeah you're right yeah he bites her and then yeah right that's what happens that makes sense And, uh, yeah, once he bites her, she's kind of under his control. So then finally, so it's Charlie and Peter Vincent now. They team up and they go to Jerry's house to battle him. He's got an army of vampires in the basement that are attacking them. Kind of a cool, uh, fight scene ensues. They battle it out, um, and Charlie is able to light himself on fire because he's wearing this flame retardant suit and he tackles Jerry And so they both are on fire and he's not letting go and Jerry's kind of losing it because he's, he's lighting up on fire and, uh, Charlie ends up sticking, uh, Jerry in the heart with a stake that's been blessed by, blessed by St. Michael right in the heart. Um, do you have background on who St. Michael is?
1: Um, he's a saint that I think battled the devil. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Ah, I think I had to do some reports on him in Catholic school because Michael's my middle name. Oh, Nice. I think there might be a St. Brian, but he's not as uh, not as easy to find information on. <laughs> yeah, see. Is there a uh, St.
0: Ashvin? Not that I've been told of yet, but it's yeah. never too late to make one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could be the first. Uh, You've so got to make a hard right turn in your life if you're going to get yeah, there. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: got some work to do. Uh, so Jerry dies and then all the other vampires turn back into normal people and the movie ends with Amy and Charlie hooking up, um, even though we know in real life, she's probably way too good for him. <laughs> so, uh, any, anything I missed or any, anything
1: that jumped out to you? Um, oh, I just, I was thinking, I was like, I feel like Amy said something kind of cool when she hit Jerry with the holy water. I think she had just shot him with silver bullets. Yeah. And he just looks up at her and goes werewolves, and then she grabs the holy water and goes vampires and throws it on his face. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. May, it may sound corny now, but in the moment <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also one thing to call out uh, that that whole chase scene where they're in the cars that was that was all one shot, and you can kind of tell like the how the camera was moving. Did did that jump out to you? Like it was, it was kind of like a rotating camera.
1: Oh no, it didn't. But I, I did like that that scene.
0: Yeah. That sequence. Yeah, they, they did a really good job on that one. Uh, yeah. It it's kind of an, an artsy shot.
1: hmm
0: Uh, so yeah, what what did you like? What didn't you like about this?
1: Um, I don't know if I I, I liked it or. De- <laughs> this is kind of outside of that, but one thing I observed, I don't know if you felt this way. It was a pretty misogynistic movie. Did you ever feel that way? Um, I did feel like Amy and and the mom like
0: contributed a lot to the kills, and uh, yeah, Charlie was kind of like, second-hand almost then, like, they were kind of more in a position of power than he was. Is that, is that what you mean?
1: Well, that would be the opposite of misogyny. Oh. <laughs> You're thinking of succumbsony. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, what do you, uh, I, I don't think I noticed that. What are you, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I guess, and those are points in the opposite against, you could argue against me with those points, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of, like, uh, Colin Farrell, and maybe it's because they're kind of bad, the bad guys, but Colin Farrell and uh, Ed are both, like, you know, Colin Farrell says a lot of stuff like, oh, Amy, like, she's a really, like, tight piece. You better keep your eye on that. Or, like, your mm-hmm. mom, too. I guess you're the man of the house now. You got to keep your eye on them. Yeah. It's just a lot of, of spirit of, like, he needed to be the one to protect and save them. And then... uh I think Ed talks about how, you know, his mind has been clouded by pussy and stuff like that. It just Yeah. It it had a a weird it left a weird taste in my mouth, but I That's think true. as we've talked about before, it's it's so different even movies that are just 5 to 10 years ago. The tone is just like you probably wouldn't see that now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah, this movie, like, yeah, eight years ago, might have been more appropriate than, or yeah, been more a place than it is in current times. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting though, because yeah, they, you're right. Like, they they do make a lot of comments like that, um, but then we see like yeah, the the mom and and the the girlfriend and even like the the only other female character. I guess there are two other ones. One's like the neighbor, who yeah, I think is kind of objectified in this, and um, and then he has an assistant, right? Peter Vincent does. Yeah, um, and I
1: feel like he speaks pretty disparagingly of her.
0: Yeah, but she does the same back to him. Uh, yeah, so like, that's true. Yeah, so I, I don't know if that's, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I wonder if that's, like, kind of par for the genre where the vampires are like, these guys creeping on women, which that kind of needs, like, a big update.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there are sexy lady vampire movies, too. Uh, Yeah. Which, I'm just which not one? as familiar with the genre. Yeah, I know. I
0: want to kind of find those Though uh, I hope
1: we're doing this podcast for the next few decades, and yeah. <laughs> we'll just dig into everything by the time we're done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's our, man, when I listen to some of our earlier episodes, I'm like, oof, we're still <laughs> stupid, but we were really stupid back then. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> the bar is only going up slightly.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, that that, that part kind of sucks about this friend in the movie. Um, but but yeah, on the other hand, I did I did like that the mom and uh, Amy do like play a bigger role in killing the vampires.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, I, th- I thought it was a pretty funny movie, and I liked all of the uh, characters and their arcs and their relationships. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the dialogue was pretty smart. The
0: pacing was pretty good. Production value seemed uh, like pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean it was a thirty million dollar box or a budget, so yeah, that's were you, were you not on, superhero money, but it's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, were you on board with like the CGI on the vampires? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I mean, I feel like at a movie in this time period, twenty eleven, with this budget, I I just expected CGI. Yeah, right. Um, would it have better been better if it was practical? Yeah, but how yeah. about you? How did you feel about that?
0: I think you're I think you're right I mean it, it felt a little bit dated, like uh it kind of jumped out to me, but I think you're right like putting it in context of twenty eleven um that's probably that makes makes the most amount of sense on what you'd see yeah um yeah and and uh you you thought all the acting was pretty good throughout
1: yeah, uh, acting was good the it was a well written movie, mm-hmm. well directed I liked the tension there where Charlie knew the was a vampire and he knew he knew and that was a good dynamic and i like the uh that super bad storyline of close friends and trying to move on like with your life yeah. without like kicking your old friends to the curb i actually would have liked to have seen a little bit more on that i i felt like mm-hmm. ed was gone for too long before he came back
0: yeah yeah why well, i, I kind of think they were trying to make us think he was dead like i i was worried he wasn't going to come back at all so I was, I was glad to see him come back but you're right he was missing for a good portion
1: yeah yeah, that was my one issue. I feel like there was a little chunk of the movie that had some pacing issues. It got a it got a little slow for about ten or fifteen minutes, but then it yeah. picked back up.
0: Yeah, uh, you bring up a good point though. Like I think the movie starts heavy on that whole like you know the, we know like they were friends, but now they're kind of broken apart because he started dating this girl and he's running with a different crew now, and it starts like hit on those uh, the super bad super bad kind of vibes of like two friends falling apart, and it kind of doesn't really. Um, uh, ever like pick up on that or like you'd ever come back to the end to be like well you know I should have connected with my friend or hung out with him more or something that that whole like angle gets kind of dropped as soon as Ed's out of the picture right
1: yeah yeah and then they they pick it up a little bit and try to put a bow on it but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of Christopher Mintz Plass mm-hmm. me too I would have I liked an ending kind of similar to Shaun of the Dead
0: where uh he's got like his friend zombie like tied up playing video games
1: Oh yeah, that would have been, the the mechanics of the way vampires work, I don't think that could have happened, but <laughs> yeah, 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 well. uh,
0: yeah, yeah, but I I would have liked to see that friendship story come more to the front, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you, yeah, uh, well cool, how many um, flaming vampires would you give this one?
1: I give it four flaming, flaming vampires, I thought it was fun, yeah, yeah, it's me kind too. of a nice popcorn movie, yep. Yeah, really
0: entertaining and easy to watch. Yeah. It's good. Um, and, and not like super gory or anything either. I felt like it was very palatable.
1: Yeah, it was an easy watch. Palatable yeah. is a good wor- word yep. for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Any, anything else to call
1: out on it? I just wanted to make sure you didn't want to tell the listeners about any uh, contributions you've made to culture involving Imogen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... Um, there is a band called Supervisor that might
0: have uh, a song dedicated to Imogen, but it's worth noting that her name is mispronounced in the song since I mispronounced most words. And Well, uh, I-, I thought you did that for rhyming's sake. Oh yeah, that also worked out a lot well, yeah. a lot better for rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going to rhyme with Imogen? Right? Yeah, I can't think of anything right now. Uh,
1: um, wow man, I can't believe you did it. I've been trying to get you to, uh... <laughs> name drop your band for a while now
0: yeah yeah it's out there it's it's on spotify there's a song called uh Emogene, which is about Imogen, and yeah. uh g-e-n-e right yeah. yeah yeah g-e-n-e and uh i'm trying to find her on imdb you know she i can't find her on instagram
1: but i <laughs> <laughs> i assumed you would have been following her on instagram I mean, she must not be on there i know i know it boggles my mind that she's not on there she probably uh, terminated her account when she heard that song. Yeah, <laughs> who are these creepos? <laughs> I don't have them following me on Instagram.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think she's a great like uh, emerging uh, actress in the horror field. The only person I would think that's comparable to her is um, Anya Taylor Joy from like The Witch Glass Split. Yeah, um, she's like another actress which I think is kind of like honing down on this genre.
1: Yeah, I need to see uh, Glass and Split. And boy, I I don't know if we're ever gonna see that uh, New Mutants movie that she was in. Oh. That X Men horror movie. Yeah, that already came out. It keeps getting kicked down the road. It's oh, okay. kind of uh, I don't know, in post production hell. It's got got a vibe that it may never see the light of day. Yeah, yeah, oh, that sucks. And Anya's in that one. Anya's in that as well as Maisie Williams, Arya from yeah. Game of Thrones. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah right. And there was talk of her and Robert Eggers doing Nosferatu at one point, which oh. would be incredible. I would right. love to see that.
0: Who would she play Nosferatu, though? I don't, I don't remember there. Well, was there a woman in Nosferatu?
1: In Bram Stoker's Dracula, Mina Harker plays a more prominent role. That's uh, John's Keanu Reeves fiance, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there there's there's room to expand that role. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome to see. Yeah, go check out Supervisor, everybody. <laughs> yeah, check out Supervisor. <laughs> All right. And there's deep cuts on Bandcamp, right? Uh, plug oh, yeah. Those? yeah, yeah.
0: There's some old stuff on on Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it had, uh, the goal is to get uh, Imogen someday to agree to shoot a video for it. But I think <laughs> it will,
1: well, I don't her. think she'd be
0: interested. in that. You don't think so? She lives in New York now. I mean, she's not that busy when it comes to filming.
1: Um, I don't know. I you don't think uh you don't think she would be down for that? Down for uh being in a music video about a for a song where a bunch of dudes just are creeping on how much they like her. Yeah, what's more flattering than that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll keep you posted on how that. Goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keep me impressed. I've got notes out to your agents. All right. Well, anything else on this one? That's all I got. All right. Well, that's it for our discussion on Fright Night from 2011. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That's going to help other people find our show, and we always love the uh, reviews. If you want to join the discussion, find our social links on horrormovieclub.com, or you can shoot us an email at podcast at horrormovieclub.com. We announce next week's movie on Facebook and Twitter in case you want to watch it before the next episode. We also have a Discord server now where we're chatting with a few listeners and fellow horror fans, so you can find the link to that on our website. Our logo is done by Amy Mae Popart, so check her out on
1: Etsy.com. Patreon. And, sorry? We've also got a Patreon. Patreon.com oh, yeah. slash Horror Movie Club.
0: Oh, right, right. Ah, oh, man, I need to update that. Uh, and then uh, the next time you have an issue with your neighbors, uh, make sure to wait till it's daytime to confront them and bring some silver bullets with you just in case.